the blood of the covenant. When's the last time you thought about the covenant of the Lord? The answer probably tells you how much or how little the covenant means to you. Here's a quick test when we secretly wonder whether God has forgotten us. The covenant reassures us that God the Father would never forget us because God always remembers his covenant with us because it cost him his son. God the Father will never forget the son's death and so our God the Father in heaven will never forget us. In fact, it's precisely because our heavenly Father knows about our forgetfulness that God has instituted reminders of his covenant for his people. Today, let me show you an important connection between two reminders, an Old Testament one and this New Testament one. Exodus 24, God reminded his people of old about his covenant through a special ceremony that involved the sacrifice of animals. We're not surprised that during the ceremony, some of the blood of the animals would be splashed upon the altar of God. We're not surprised that Moses would read from the book of the covenant, though we might need a reminder that he called it the book of the covenant. But in that ceremony, something else happened that we may have forgotten. It may even surprise you, especially with how it's put. Listen carefully to one verse, Exodus 24, 8. Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Exodus 24, verse 8. Have we forgotten that Moses sprinkled blood of the covenant onto the people? What does it mean? At the start of the ceremony, when the holy God looked at the people, what did God see? Sinners. But after Moses sprinkled the blood of the covenant on the people, what did God see? Blood-covered sinners. What sort of blood? Blood of the covenant, it was literally said. Have we forgotten what happens next in the covenant reminder ceremony? Two things. One, the people saw God. Reminder that people seeing God is normally fatal but another had died in the place for their sins and they were covered and sprinkled with that blood so God would not strike them down to see him. They got to see God. The second thing that happened was the people ate and drank. After they were set apart by the blood of the covenant, then the holy God became their covenant God in a renewed way and they celebrated it with that mini banquet, being reminded of the covenant of God calls them to eat and drink. So then we... See the connection of that to this New Testament reminder. Jesus is setting up the first celebration of the Lord's Supper, which would be a bloodless covenant reminder ceremony. He gave him a cup of wine, and he said in Matthew 26, 28, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins, Matthew 26, 28. Of course, Jesus spoke these words while he was still living. All his blood was still in him. He had not yet died, not yet shed his blood for us, and yet he's already referring to his blood that will be sold as the blood of the covenant. Clearly the fact that Jesus spoke the exact same phrase as was spoken in Exodus 24 shows the connection between the two ceremonies. The previous covenant reminding ceremony on the mountain called Sinai with the blood of the animals is fulfilled in the new ceremony reminding us of what God is like by sealing his covenant to us in that once-for-all blood of the covenant, the Lamb of God. Later, Jesus actually did then shed his blood and did rise again, so the writer of the book of Hebrews confirmed the connection between the two events. Hebrews 9.18, Not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood, 
For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. Thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy place every year with blood not his own, for then he would have to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hebrews 9, 18 to 26. So you've seen all those connections. The bread and the cup that Jesus himself set apart in the Lord's Supper express what both Moses and Jesus said. The blood of the covenant. The phrase means that to this day, God has fulfilled his promise to us to never forget us. The blood of the covenant is not accomplished by this cup any more than it was accomplished by the blood of animals. Both the blood of the animals pointed ahead to the Lamb of God and this cup points back to the Lamb of God. The only place, the only way that the blood of the covenant cleanses us And with this certainty, our forgetful hearts are reminded. By this eating, by this drinking, we remember and celebrate God's loving bond with us, his perfect fellowship with us, all because of the sacrifice of Jesus. When we partake, we remember the words full of meaning. Jesus said, my blood of the covenant. God is not angry with us. God is not judging us. God will never strike us down. Because Jesus was already struck down for us and God raised him the third day, just as one day God will raise our bodies. When we eat this bread and drink this cup together, our shame is gone. We're freshly and fully reminded that we can and do entrust ourselves again to the final and perfect mediator, Jesus Christ. In eating and drinking, we rejoice his faithfulness to us and offer ourselves to him as living sacrifices to remember his covenant.